Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. This week, we watched a movie that is almost exactly as old as our marriage. Oh, word up, it is. And I find that particularly fascinating because... Our marriage is also stilted and awkward? (laughs) Only because we are stilted and awkward. No, I find it particularly fascinating because it was a glimpse back into a time and a technology that, like, I remember, but I don't remember. Yeah, technology that probably never existed. Probably not. But there were also parts of it where I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, oh, okay. (laughs) So a significant portion of the time that I spent watching The Collingswood Story from 2002 was spent realizing that age-old adage of the more things change, the more they stay the same. Do, do they? Was this similar to your current life? No, it was about like these guys. Okay, 2002. The internet was not brand new, but it was pretty new to the average person. Yes, right? it was very AOL-y back then. And I'm fascinated by the fact that even then, in a movie that was made in 2002, they were already talking, like the only things they used the internet for were... Porn, psychics, and researching true crime. Yeah. And really? That was it. Isn't that pretty much what we do with the internet now? Yeah, I would say, but we get more than 14 results. The only new thing is that now we make podcasts about the things we learn after researching those things and share them. I mean, in a way, they did make podcasts. They just only sent them to each other. Yes. Because what we're talking about is video phone technology. Well, video phone program on the computer technology. That technology was very hazy because at first it was a program that she had on her computer, but she also had to dial her actual like wireless telephone. Yes. She had a cordless phone. Yes. Not wireless. Not, Not a cell phone. A cordless phone. She had to use the portable handset to her phone. To dial it in. But then she also was able to put it on her laptop. Yeah. And use the phone cord from the other room to connect directly there. But then I don't know what she was dialing. Yeah, I don't know. And then later she was recording things on some kind of camera in her car. Yeah. She was recording video emails, which is something that the Deco video phone app supports. So here's my thing. Either she had a cell phone, no, which obviously she didn't, or she had a really, really long cord to connect her laptop, which was in her car, to a phone line? No. A video email you record in advance and you send when you're done. Record on what? On your cool laptop that you're holding up while you're driving. To film what's around you. 
You don't need internet for that. Not that there wasn't an internet here. They literally, okay. they would dial someone's number and that person also had this program set up so that using their regular phone connection, they would be connecting to a video call. To a video call. With yeah. better video than we get on our Zoom calls. Right? At one point I was like, wait a minute, is this movie taking place in 2002 or was it made in 2002? Because everything is very clear here. Yeah, no, it was very clear. It's very clear. The whole video phone, like, dial-up chat people who are also on this app thing felt very familiar to me, though. Yeah, that, I mean, that was... That's like how the internet used to be. Like, Yeah, I know. That's how we met. I know, but before that, even, <laughs> you know, when you... Like, you'd call a dial-up BBS and you'd chat with people on there. And I used to have magazines i think is some sort of technology i barely remember but magazines where it's like here's all the bbs's in your area and dozens of numbers and you call the different ones up you literally call on your phone and it connects and it goes and boing boing and then you're on (laughs) their system like doing text games you're playing trade wars on there and They'd always have a little chat, not chat, but uh, bulletin board. The BBS means bulletin board system. So you'd be on there, you'd post messages, see other people's messages. That was the days. See, when I was in college, and granted, I grew up in the Midwest, so everything was like five to ten years behind the coasts, right? Mm -hmm. When I got to college, they gave me an email and that yeah, was like the too. first email I had ever had. Me too. Yeah, but that was four years before I got to college. Yeah. <laughs> but so like I had my first email. Like I remember going down to the basement of my dorm room because there was like this cinder block. I mean, the whole dorm was a cinder block building, right? So I'd go down into the basement and there was this windowless cinder block <laughs> large closet of a room that had like five or six computers set up in it and you could go down and you could log into your email and check your email and whatever. And I know there were like some other things that I did, but essentially for most of my college years, all I did with the internet was use it for email. Yeah. And possibly some research. Like I took class, like there were, there were portions of all of my classes that were about like, here's how you do research on the internet <laughs> to find information for the papers you're writing yeah, or which you was know not whatever. easy no you had to like have logins to all of like the library systems and you know all of these lexus things. nexus yes <laughs> yeah there was also before the days of google reader which is long dead now i think it's five mm-hmm. or ten years ago that died mm-hmm. which was awesome before that there were still these feeds and that was usenet is what it was called and it was all the different groups and it was basically like what was that called it was it was like an email not newsletter but an email group like you're you're in a chat with everyone else and you get all these messages you would get a a collection of things that other people had said yeah and you yell at them and it was terrible everyone on it was a horrible rude nerd well see i feel like i remember 
thinking, oh, this would be cool. And like trying to find groups that uh, were things that I was interested in. And, you know, because I have always been an 83 year old woman, I was like <laughs> books and books, cross stitching and, you know, who knows what ridiculous things I was looking for, but a, they were not well populated. There'd be like four people. Yeah. And B, like you said, they were not the kind of people you wanted to be talking to. No. So like I would get excited and I like did that. And then I was like, Oh, absolutely not. This is not something I need to spend my time on. And then I just couldn't get off these listservs and I would just get these emails. Like that was, that was the email that I would get. I'd get like one email from some school related thing. And then a bunch of these like email things from strangers. Yeah. People arguing about cross-stitching. Yeah, I don't know if it was that, but like <laughs> equally important and interesting, I'm sure. Yeah. It makes me think, and at some point we're going to get back to the movie, I'm sure. But, Maybe. But this makes me think about how I am not an early adopter of things, technology-wise. You still don't have a Deco video phone. <laughs> I still do not. No, I'm not an early adopter, and I'm resistant to getting onto new technology things. And so the number of times that I have put, finally put the effort into learning how to do something only to have that something cease to exist. Yeah. Very shortly after that is upsettingly high. Like the light switches in our house. Yes. That's a hard one to explain to anyone who hasn't seen <laughs> them, but our light switches are obsolete and don't work. <laughs> <laughs> because they tried to make them fancy technology wireless nonsense. You think a light switch is pretty simple, but no, not in no. this house. No. And, or like the fact that I got an email just this week telling me that my Google podcast is going away. Yeah. And I'm like, literally now I'm just not going to get to watch, listen to podcasts. And I used to, and by used to, I mean like two years ago, use something I don't remember the name of prior to Google Podcasts, mm -hmm. and I was forced into Google Podcasts because that went away. Mm -hmm. But now they've killed that too. Yes. And the thing is, they've been trying to make us do things like YouTube music and whatever Ugh. for ages. Like I have stopped my, my musical growth has completely stagnated because I am unwilling <laughs> to jump through the number of hoops that is, that are required to get any new music. Oh, you can't get music exactly. anymore. Exactly. And I absolutely would rather stop listening to new music entirely <laughs> than get into this world where you have to just stream everything and you mm -hmm. don't own anything and you're just constantly paying all the time for the privilege of maybe some at some point listening to music. Yes, to have it have, to have the option of music. The option of whatever music they feel like offering you at that moment, because yeah. who knows, they may or may not have the music you wanted when you signed up for the service. It's, it's just, it's mind boggling. Everything about the modern world is broken. I feel and we so are old. <laughs> anyway, the way that John and Rebecca, who are these like long distance in a relationship, maybe not in a relationship. Maybe. I don't know. It might depend on which one of them you ask kind of situation. It really reminded me of how we met in ICQ where there was a lot of similarities. Like if you were on and you happened to like reach out or try to connect with someone else who was on, then you could talk to them. 
Yeah. And that's what we did. And now here we are 24 years later. Yeah. You pushed the random button, which literally connects you with a random person. Yes. Literally connected me with a random person. They don't have that anymore. <laughs> well, I was, I mean, that's the whole internet. <laughs> yeah. And now like there was a point, I don't know, 10 years ago where I would say like, oh, I met my husband online and people would be like, what? what? And now I say, oh, I met my husband online. And I have to add 22 years ago, 24 years ago, before it was cool or safe to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was not safe because I might have been in a murderous cult. It's true. Which Rebecca was, right? Um, that's a big spoiler for the last <laughs> three seconds of this movie. Okay, but here's the thing. This was a movie that had nothing happening in it until, until the, last the last three, three minutes. Seconds. You are correct. This movie is about Rebecca and John having a video call with each other. And he's getting more and more concerned because of a psychic they're talking to also in between mm -hmm. as she looks at a list of random numbers to call on her video phone. Mm -hmm. The psychic is telling them about this cult that was in her neighborhood. Turns out it was actually in her house. And a guy murdered his kids there. Turns out he was in the cult. And by the end, she's going up in the attic to see cult stuff up there. And you think she's about to get killed. But twist ending, the killer, who is the cult leader, is actually at John's house and murders him and cuts his eyes out like you do. And then the last thing you see is like the shadow, like Rebecca's face in deep shadow, but you can just tell that it's smiling. It's what she wanted. I mean... It was a really elaborate way to get him killed. She moved away from Virginia all the way to New Jersey to go to college, and he wouldn't leave her alone. What else is a girl to do but join a cult and have him murdered? Yeah. I mean, that does seem like the only option. But it was... Now, see, that's a very 2024 <laughs> internet kind of approach. It seems a little early in 2002 yeah. to jump straight to that. Yeah, they were ahead of the times. But just the whole, the fact that the whole movie, she was stringing him along with like, oh, I don't know. I'm looking at this and here's another clue and what's happening. And now I'm going to go look in the attic. Like she could have just been like, hey, I'm just talking to you on the phone, blah, blah, blah. And the guy shows up and kills him. Like she didn't have to do any of that. That's true. <laughs> that is true. She really had some, I want to be in a horror movie vibes. Yeah. Well, she was. Mm-hmm. Barely. So the only other character that you haven't met or mentioned so far is John's friend, Billy, who we also see in some of these phone calls or video chats. And Billy is the one who tells John about the psychic. The psychic yeah. Which is why John feels like, like he's pretty safe because he's the one who tells Rebecca about the psychic, only not because Rebecca and the psychic belong to the same cult. Yeah, but the psychic escaped the cult, apparently. So was Billy in on it? Was it just that a weird coincidence that no, Billy knows that number? That's a real interesting question. It seems like Billy would have been in on it for this to all make some sort of sense, but very little mm. of this makes any sense. Yeah, I feel like it's more likely that it was supposed to be just a weird coincidence. <laughs> that's that's good. Because otherwise Billy was just there as like comic relief. He was like the stoner loser buddy of John. Who got his script at the very last minute. True story. He was having some line reading problems. 
Well, I think also that might be one of the issues that you were reading about on IMDb, where none of these conversations were recorded in real time. Oh, yeah. So, like, they were only ever recording half a conversation at a time. And he did not have his timing right. Whoever was reading <laughs> the other side of the lines with him was not doing it correctly because yeah. he was off. What a crazy way to make this movie. Just film them at the same time. I guess they only had one camera. I mean, at the very least, like film. Okay. Have the one actor sitting off camera mm -hmm. so that at least it's like the same person doing the reading and it's, there would be some kind of continuity there. I mean, maybe they did. It just didn't do a good job. Who knows? I guess. <laughs> I guess. It was very sloppy. And there were definitely a couple of lines. You know, I didn't know that they recorded it that way until after we watched the movie. Yeah. But while we were watching, there were definitely times where I'm like, oh, these two are not really having a conversation. Because the thing that John just said in response to the thing that Rebecca just said doesn't make any sense. Like, they're <laughs> not having the same conversation right now. Yeah. I didn't have that thought, but I got this vibe of like... This is really inane writing because it was just like, did you think you'd be going to the library today? Like, just, I don't know, not, not interesting, yeah. not, not a good conversation. I agree, except that there were also moments where I was like, oh, they're working in some of the exposition in yes. a less clunky way than normal. Like, I was wow. able to figure out from the conversation, you know, the first conversation that Rebecca and John were having, I figured out, like where she was or i could have if i knew where what any of these schools were i think anyone on the east coast would have been like oh i know she's in new jersey uh -huh. and then eventually they said that but like i knew they were on the east coast because he mentioned he could have come up and they could have gone to philly so i'm like okay well they're within a couple hours of philly i knew it was fall because they were talking about it being Halloween in a couple of days. They did. And I feel like there were a couple other things too, where they worked it into the conversation in a way that was like natural, but informative. It wasn't exposition of like, oh, Rebecca, how is it in New Jersey where you moved after leaving yeah. your hometown in Virginia? And that is how a lot of found footage films are. This was a found footage film. We haven't mentioned that, but it should be pretty obvious from the whole video phone thing. It was all video phone. It was not well done found footage. But it wasn't all video phone. No. Because this is the first found footage film I've ever seen, which includes footage recovered from a person's dreams. Yes, multiple times. Uh -huh. And, and yeah. then also even parts that weren't from the dreams, like she was filming her video emails driving around town and they'd fade in and out these old timey photographs over it. Mm -hmm. Like maybe she was doing some editing before she sent them. I don't know. But I mean, she was trying to weird. mess with John. <laughs> she was. Yeah, that makes sense. She's like, hey, I was just driving around town and oh, my God, look at that ghost <laughs> just showed up in my video. <laughs> That's actually a really good explanation. <laughs> But but he never mentioned he, he, it. He should have freaked out about that. <laughs> He's like, did you see what happened? <laughs> now, I want to know how they managed to upload to that newspaper's website a picture of the bathtub where the girls were drowned or the <laughs> kids right. were drowned with a classic Halloween shaker. A Halloween shaker. A toy everyone knows about. Who doesn't know a Halloween shaker? There was a picture with the Halloween shaker in the bathtub and then like the page refreshed or something and yeah. it was gone i mean yeah how did they I, do I that i think that was the spirits i think this cult is connected with dark forces and the dark forces are updating websites 
I mean, that is also a very 2024 concept. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So you're saying that it wasn't just that this cult was messing with John. There was actually some supernatural. I mean, that's the only supernatural bit I can think of. So maybe they were just messing with John. Well, that would explain, though, a little bit, maybe the coincidence piece of like the spirits made Billy find this number and... Mm -hmm you know, like connected all those things. The, yeah. The spirit world was at work. But again, that's something that could have been messing with John. You so never know. who knows? We do not get enough info to solve these questions. Mm-mm. What's your favorite childhood memory of playing with a Halloween shaker? Oh, you know, that is hard to narrow down from all the times that I got to enjoy Halloween shakers growing up. Mm-hmm. But I remember one time I was running through my backyard, shaking my Halloween shaker like Like you you do. do. Oh my gosh, so much fun. And maybe this isn't my favorite memory. Wait, did you get store-bought Halloween shakers or did you have to hand make your Halloween shaker? I actually had a Halloween shaker passed down from (gasps) my family going back generations. Wow. Which, I mean, didn't you? You didn't. No, I've literally never heard of a Halloween shaker until we watched this movie. Me neither. I'm a normal (laughs) human being. I'm not a monster. (laughs) I did like how you ran with that question, though. That was pretty good. I like how the movie ran with the idea that everybody knows what a Halloween shaker is. No explanation. It was just that's a thing. And they're all talking about it like it's a thing. (laughs) Actually, a bit of trivia for you. Mm -hmm. The Halloween shaker in the film was a family heirloom of some sort. It was one of his parents, something he found it in their house or whatever. And he thought it was so creepy that he wanted to use it in his movie. And secondly, the postcard where the ghost is chasing someone with a Halloween shaker, as you do, was a postcard they found. And he's like, what a great coincidence. That's perfect. So maybe it is a thing. Oh, it's such a thing. But it's like a thing. I mean, he, he was from Virginia. So maybe it's a Virginia thing. The postcard was from France. Maybe it's a French thing. It's It kind of seemed Frenchy. I'm going to Google Halloween shaker. I bet you get more than 57 hits. Holy crap. How many hits did you get, first of all? About 15.3 million results. <laughs> so I mentioned that, dear listener, because in the movie, he does a... I'm not going to say Google search because obviously it wasn't a Google search, but he does an internet search and it comes up with, for for the city that this girl lives in, this New Jersey city that has a college in it. And it's like showing the first seven of 57 entries, which yeah. is hilarious to me. <laughs> okay. Oh, should I look that up too? Collingswood city in New Jersey, about 3.85 million results. <laughs> yeah. It's grown a little. Okay. So what did you find when you when you Googled um, Halloween Shaker? Well, I got my 15 million results, but guess what? They're all about... This movie? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zero results about this movie. They're all about projects involving like glitter and stuff, you know, shaking things onto mm. Halloween projects. Some of them are salt shakers that are Halloween themed. Halloween Shaker Bottle. Um Nothing on this first page is the traditional Halloween shaker. Okay. I want you to tailor your search a little bit. This time, search for Halloween shaker toy French. No. Uh, 16 million results. I love that there are 16 million (laughs) results to give us nothing. 
Actually, <gasps> Etsy, one of the the second thing on this list is a vintage Halloween Silver Willow folk art Halloween shaker. O-M-G. And it looks haunted. It's definitely haunted. Right. But what came up first was a Halloween French bulldog. Sure, of course. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like it's a thing. I feel like there is definitely some some group of people had this as a thing. It was not a group of people I am familiar with. Hold on a second. Etsy has a category called Tin Shakers Halloween, although none of them are anything like the shaker on a stick. But they are like tin pans that you would shake to make noise at Halloween. Weird. Well, we've entered a new world, and that's fun. It's the internet in 2024, baby. Anything you like to find can be found. Just like on the list of phone numbers on the Deco phone, where we met Theodore, who was a gross old man in boxer shorts and nothing else, who just likes to chat on his Deco phone. He was on his Deco phone 24-7, and anytime somebody called, he would do a sexy dance for them. Yeah, and, and discuss whatever they wanted to discuss. Sure. You could tell it was early in the internet because she dialed the number... Immediately is looking into a room with a couch and a naked bearded, I mean, not naked, but almost. like almost naked bearded guy. And she didn't immediately hang up. Yeah. The note that I made was she stayed on this call way too long. Yeah. Which just goes into, I mean, it's totally unrelated, but come on, this whole movie, we find out at the very end, she's pranking John basically to death. Why did she do all of this stuff? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, she <laughs> called the psychic back, or the psychic called her, and she talked to her for a while. She, yeah. Like, yeah, there was a lot. And, and there weren't any, like, three-way calls happening, Mm-mm. because that was technology <laughs> they couldn't imagine. That's way too far. They made up all this other stuff, but they could not imagine that there would be more than two people on a call at any given time. Imagine their shock if they saw a Zoom conference happen. <laughs> With a cat lawyer. <laughs> a cat i promise i promise <laughs> so there were lots of things that were happening when john was not in a part of it at yeah. all and then she would have to call john or john would call her and then she would impart this information why something they could have fixed although they would have had an even shorter movie if they had just shown us things from john's perspective which would have been mm. more appropriate mm-hmm. but no but see that would have given away to us, the the watchers, that things weren't what we thought. I mean, the reason is because Maybe we not. weren't supposed to know. But Maybe if we just saw it from John's perspective, you know, she'd come back on and be like, oh, she said such weird things. I don't know. And she yeah. would have fooled us because we're I, dumb. I feel like we might have, if there was just one perspective, what? Remember how the psychic told John he was gullible? Yeah. Yeah. He super was. No, I feel like we might have gotten a little more emotionally engaged, too, if we were just seeing it from the one point of view. Because John had a lot of emotions connected to this story. Like, he was he was sad that his girlfriend left town. He, I feel like, probably had a little bit of, I don't know if resentment's the right word, but, like, he's still stuck in their old hometown, and he's not going anywhere, and he still works at Eddie's Body Shop or whatever. And, yeah. um, you know, he's still hanging out with his friend who has a beer hat. beer stein hat and you know yeah. whatever 
like there's a lot going on there that they could have played up like his anxiety about this woman that he loves and oh no like i haven't heard from her and now i'm getting these weird video emails and like <laughs> yeah she's weird <laughs> there could have it could have been it could have been interesting i think yeah yeah, you knew she was in a cult because she drove so dangerously. She would drive around with her laptop held up so that its camera was filming things out of various different windows. She'd like put it out by her side, by the other side, out the front, and just moving it all around the whole time she was driving. By Bad. people walking and biking and stuff. Yeah, dangerous. Yeah. We don't do that in 2024. Definitely not. No, all of our cars have car cams. We don't need to hold <laughs> our laptops anymore. Yeah. We have to have car cams so that we re can record all the crazy things that happen. Mm, maybe we should get car cams. Ratings. Aside from the memory lane piece of this, I was not overly impressed by this movie. Hmm. Weird. And I wanted, like, I was prepared to cut it a lot of slack because I'm like, it's a found footage movie from 2002. Found footage movies are relatively new at that point. Yeah. Like, it's going to be clunky. That's okay. But no, it was just clunky. Yes, it was. And and I don't think, yeah, there was no excuse for it. I, I was sort of fascinated by the the idea of using the technology of the day to create this horror story, which, you know, we still are doing today. I mean, very similar stories are coming out of like the 2020s, like host and things like that, especially during COVID mm -hmm. when everyone was stuck at home and everyone was on Zoom, like that suddenly created this, this plethora of Zoom related horror. So it's interesting how far ahead of its time it really was. Genius. While also being very behind its time. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe I'm not remembering what 2002 was like all that well, but just in terms of the story, I feel like it was not coherent. I can kind of see what they were trying to do, but it didn't make sense the way it was put together. And it was fine if you just like kind of half watch it. It sort of makes sense, but if you're paying any attention whatsoever, you're like, "Wait, why?" Is this happening? And how mm -hmm. is she doing that? And why is does he know? And yeah. what happened? So, you know, I guess there wasn't anything that I found like overtly offensive or problematic. It definitely wasn't scary because nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. But nothing was happening. So I am going to have to give the Collingswood story two out of five feet of phone cord. Because yeah. it just it just didn't have the reach. <laughs> it just didn't have the reach. <laughs> I felt redeemed in the last three seconds of this movie when Rebecca was smiling at John's bloody death. Because I was like, okay, something happened here. There was some idea that occurred. But that idea that she was messing with him the entire time doesn't hold up, doesn't make any sense. She did a whole bunch of stuff that she didn't have to do and that was only there to trick us. And that's annoying. And that, on top of the whole thing being just dead boring from beginning to end mm -hmm. <laughs> with nothing happening, means that even though the last three seconds redeems it, overall it still comes out to 
one foot of phone cord out of five. Oh my. It's not a good movie. No, it was not impressive. I think I would have also given it a one, except that I'm giving them a lot of credit for having come up with this idea and put it together in a way that still kind of like in terms of the video chat component of it mm-hmm. at a time when I think video chatting was still a very new thing, eh, you know, a little bit of credit, but I agree. Not a good movie. Although it felt like it was fairly short. Oh, it felt really long to me. <laughs> Fight the horror of a world gone mad. This week's hot political tip, we're going to focus on technology. Mm. And I'm going to say this is a three-part tip. You mean like the tin shaker? Yes. No, I'm going to say this is a three-part tip. The first part being that you should contact your federal elected officials and tell them to support net neutrality. Yes, you should. I'm an internet guy, I know. Tell us why we should support net neutrality. Net neutrality, which was the law of the land forever until during the Trump administration Mm. it was destroyed, Mm -hmm. is the idea that internet service providers have to provide equal services both to all their customers but also to all the things you do on the internet. So like if Facebook owned an internet service provider – which would never happen. What? They could give massive bandwidth to anyone going onto Facebook and throttle them if they try to go onto Twitter, you know, <laughs> which I will call Twitter from <laughs> for the rest of time. And the other thing they can do is they could charge more. They could have a special, you know, a package where you're going to have access to these things on the internet at full speed, but everything else barely works or maybe doesn't work. They can Mm -hmm. block things Mm -hmm. and all of that. And they can't do that now. They just have to give you a pipe to the internet as such as it is. So that's what we want. We want freedom. Yes. So we want to support net neutrality. You can contact your U.S. representative, senator, the president about all of those things. Part the second would be, we also want to support broadband for all. Yes, because we're part of all. We are, and we have terrible broadband. Yes. And we would like better. But also, there are people in our country, the United States, that 22 years after this movie was made, (laughs) still don't have good internet access. Or video phones. Which is ridiculous. Um, That is something that... Joe Biden, thank you, sir, has made sure that there were funds available for. Of course, our elected officials here in Texas do everything they can to avoid getting free money from the government because they're a bunch of beanbags. So you could contact your state house reps and your state senators to let them know that you would like to have broadband for all and you would like broadband infrastructure to be part of what they focus on. And the third part of my technology tips is a repeat from a few weeks ago, maybe a little further back. I don't know, but don't believe everything you hear on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes you think your girlfriend's being haunted by, uh, you know, a judge from a long time ago who killed his kids, but in fact she's joined a cult and sent them to murder you. Sometimes. Or more realistically, sometimes you see things on the internet talking about, I don't know, for example, um, politicians running for office, saying things about themselves and others, and most of it is not true. So no, just be careful. Nothing is ever true, it turns out. 
because you can do a search and get 1.5 million responses <laughs> to say, nope, that's not an answer. There's nothing about that. Good times. Thanks for taking this video call with us, everybody. And this trip down memory lane to 2002. Way back then. Way back when. We will see you all next week when we watch another movie that's not about video phones. And it's a good one. You're going to love it. Sounds like fun. Bye. Bye. We will all see you next week. We will see you all next week. We Did will you just s- say that twice? Well, I said it wrong the first time. <laughs>